What does that even mean? They'll always re- be in my heart. They reacted how I expected them to react? I like that they'll always belong in my heart. I don't know why. It's it's not exactly what Rose said in the Titanic, but it's basically what she said as soon as she uh, let Jack die in the freezing ocean after the ship sunk. Jack, I'll never let go. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm trying to think who's... I don't know. I think the whole thing is just... Is it an attempted middle finger right now to, like, OU and, like, everything that's going on? Like, well, watch this. We'll put him on Good Morning America. As if any of us really care about that. Okay, cool. When's the last Uh, time you even watched that show? The last time I've ever watched it? You've never watched Good Morning America. Excuse me. I don't think I have. It may have been on somewhere where I, I walked past... But <laughs> who the hell wants to hear from a college quarterback in February? Is there anyone? No, they must have uh, paid Good Morning America to put him on. You know, like, is there really nothing else going on? Well, in sports, it's the biggest football game of the entire year coming up in a few days. Uh, there's uh, the baseball lockout that looks like it's about to happen. Yeah, it's it's just... It reeks of desperation, with which what's new out there? Yeah, I I don't know. It's weird. I think it's funny. Uh, I I don't care if he's on Good Morning America because what could he possibly have to say other than he's now at USC, and I guess maybe he's got a new uh, NIL deal with Beats by Dre. That's fine. Who cares? All I'm saying is everyone's getting their panties in a wad over a guy that I don't even think is necessarily proven as like the next best thing in college well, football. Guy, you made that clear about a little over an hour ago. Oh, would they have put him on after the loss to Baylor? Or after he saved the day against Kansas? Huh? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, all right. There's this revisionist history on... Well, let me just first say that it is true I had to try during the season continuously to rein in the OU fans on on Caleb Williams, okay? Um, But I've said continually, he's a 50% passer in, you know, the games where they played their three best opponents. He lost two of those three. He was benched in one. And he's got some glaring holes in his game. You know? He does. He is far from a finished product, and there's no guarantee that uh, he will be a finished product. All right, Good so, young talent. He, he is a good young talent. There's no doubt about it, but he is far from, far from being a dude. Yeah. And he will have unrealistic expectations going into the year, 100%. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you Party Marty, by the way? Or are oh. you Firecracker <laughs> eating Frank? I guess that's a morning show, so that's neither of us. But <laughs> Colin Cowherd at Oklahoma, he appeared on the local AM radio show, Party Marty and Firecracker eating Frank in the morning. That sounds like a heck of a show. It really it? it sounds a lot of fun. It sounds like Tradio, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Firecracker ca- eating Frank. That is fantastic. That's what you should have named your new podcast. Yeah, um... I didn't name that, but I do know a guy named Party Marty. 
<laughs> Seriously. So when I was a kid growing up, this is probably 98, 99. I think it was the 99 football season. <laughs> I'm standing by my dad, and all of a sudden he's like, whoa, look, Party Marty's here. And he turned around and pointed at this guy, and Teddy, he's a Mennonite. So for years okay. I've been wondering, what did what did the Mennonite guy do to be nicknamed Party Marty? And I recently found out about a year ago is he he earned the nickname Party Marty even as a uh, as a Mennonite, which no no judging right there whatsoever at all. But I just it was it was really funny that I I've I know a guy that is nicknamed that. That's awesome. Now there was a there was a reality show about an Amish community in Pennsylvania somewhere. I think it was Pennsylvania. Did you ever watch it? I watched that, yeah. There was a lot of meth going on and a lot of underground bare-knuckle fighting. They got to go out into the world. Is it when they turn 16, when they turn 18? And some kids don't come back. Others are like... This group had like a mafia. Well, okay, there were two different shows that you're talking about. I think one was called the... Maybe it was just called the Amish Mafia, and then there's another one where it was like a reality show where like kids go out in the world. I think that that's a thing that the Amish do is you kind of get to go try out the world, see what you think, and you kind of make a pick on where you're going to end up. And they followed like four or five around, and it was kind of documenting what was going on there. But yes, that's interesting. I think there's a real big like the return percentage has a lot to do with where you go, right? You could go some places be like, I don't want any part of that. I'm coming home. But if you go to Altus, you then go, what happens? You go to Altus mm-hmm. and uh, you're mm-hmm. likely off into the into the real world. Text, Party Marty. Text line is already mad at you, by the way. It says, stop. Parker said he's generational. Parker said that. Others have said that. Apparently... If you watch or listen to anything going on out at USC, and I'll tell you right now, OU fans in mass felt this way after the Texas game. And, you know, I get it. There was some excitement there, for sure. But, and I'm still not, I'm not saying that he's not going to turn into uh, a great player. He may win the, the Heisman Trophy at some point. He may be the number one overall pick, but that is Far from settled. Breaking Amish is that uh, show name, by the way. Breaking Amish. Hair Cover Solutions text line. Oh, you should counter and grant a Dean Blevins exclusive in-studio interview with Dylan Gabriel. That'll show him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm. probably higher ratings than uh, Good Morning America. Uh, Tyler, what's the name of your podcast? It's Diamond Envy. Just go to our ref Twitter page. Um, just type in the ref. It's going to be the first tweet that pops up there. There'll, there'll be a link. But just go ahead and listen to this show before you do that. Just saying. Uh, the whole thing with Caleb is his NIL team. Everything he does in public is scripted. The weights, the IG post, the announcement, all PR-driven. He signed a huge percent of his deal to the idol makers. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. Um, You can have as big of a team as you want around you. You can sign uh, NIL deals with big-name companies and all of that. No one gives a damn if you don't win football games, okay? And... I think they're putting the cart in front of the horse on this whole thing. 
Uh, I think they still care about it at Texas, even though they don't win football games. It's all about the uh, the look. You I know? guess there are. Yeah, and, and USC like, might be one yeah. of those. They need anything right now that they can grasp onto, and you know, you know, you're in a bad spot when the best thing you have to talk about as a football program is an NIL deal. Is USC the Texas of the West Coast? Feel like there's a lot of similarities. Mm. Um, facilities not as good as you would think in an area rich with talent, but they still found a way to suck now for over a decade. Constant hype every single offseason. Horrible traffic. Horrible traffic. Fickle fan base. Um, Austin is the new Southern Cal. I mean, seriously, I think that they're the same program. Right. USC is finally uh, starting to act like Texas's football program and Austin is finally starting to act like Southern California. <laughs> you routinely lose to crappier opponents, mm-hmm. even though they're in a bad conference. I'm trying to think, like, other than school colors and the name, what they don't have in common. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. You know, maybe Texas and USC should consolidate. That way they would actually go 8-4 and four one year. Texas does have a head coach that's been a part of a national championship. Oh, too, too soon? No, not too soon. I think it's too late, if anything. Like, where's that joke been? You've been sitting on that one for a few weeks. Come on. I, I needed to hear that about a month ago. Yeah, here's the thing, man. Um, and you brought up the tweet that I sent out in response to... Uh, How unprofessional, by the way. What's his name out there? Here's the thing, man. That's typically not something I would do. But once you've become a professional athlete, you've you've basically said I'm I'm fair game. It's this is this is how it goes. You you've wanted to enter the real world and you are there. In the real world, whenever you make a lot of money, you better be ready for some criticism to come your way. So that's just the first and I'm sure it's going to continue to accelerate, especially if the results on the field aren't there. Yeah, well, it's it's all good now. He's He's got his money this offseason. Congratulations to him. I just continue to think, man, that this is all going to come crashing down for all those parties out there uh, pretty quickly. Well. I just, I, I, don't, I don't see all this massive success coming their way. Well, it depends. They have a chance to... <laughs> USC can double their win total from last year and still not win their conference. Well, which is probably a likely situation. I love this. You guys are awesome. You get the show. Texas and USC should consolidate and build a new football campus in Vermejo, New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That's That's, That's awesome. That's great. USC is about to become a big circus. About. I think they already are a giant circus. I think the only, you know, we talk about Lincoln leaving for uh, an NFL job or, or something quick if things don't go well in a hurry. I'd watch out for uh, Vermejo Community College. Seriously. I think he'd take that job for with a massive pay cut. They've, or been, pay, uh, they've been close decrease. for a while now. They've really, they've just been close. There's nothing like Mule Shoe to get him over the hump. Vermejo CC, the mecca of... Junior college football. I would just be really nervous for him, or if Chris Kleiman and Matt Campbell, though, uh, found jobs at rival community college to uh, kick his ass every single year. 
if I was a billionaire, I would somehow spend the rest of my life hiring uh, Chris Kleiman and um, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell in competitive jobs wherever Lincoln Riley was. God, he uh, he he quit football, man. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what he'd do. He'd blow second-half leads. That's what he'd do. <laughs> That's what he'd do. He'd, he'd beat him once every three years. Oh, good mm. stuff. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Keep the text line blowing up. 651-3439. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman inside the Brad O'Haver studio. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. I uh, ended up getting really sick last night. I actually uh, I threw up at around 10 p.m. last night. That's because I had to see Eric Musselman with his uh, shirt off after his team oh. beat the Auburn Tigers last night. I don't plan on spending a whole lot of time on this, mm. but I don't – I have identified Eric Musselman, the head coach at Arkansas, as a guy that I really dislike. And mm. I think the only reason I dislike him is because he acted like a clown at the end of the OU Arkansas basketball game this year where his team was getting ran out of the gym and he got double teed up and thrown out just to kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, give it to him, Mus. You showed him. You know, when in reality the refs didn't have really any impact on the game. He just got destroyed that day. So you're telling me – Someone that acted like a clown previously acted like a clown again? Yeah, he had a huge win and he took his shirt off. Like, okay, I guess we've never been there before there, Muss. Huh. At, at what point is it no longer okay to take your shirt off in celebration of something? Well, that's more of a waistline question than it is an age question. <sighs> no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Because, I mean, we've all seen um, Chris some, Farley. Chris Farley. We've seen some student sections. We've seen some some pro stadiums with some guys painted up. I mean, it could be it could be something that's not bad. I I guess a decent rule of thumb is anytime you're a head coach of a Division One program, of doesn't really matter what sport, you should keep your shirt on at all times. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, though. Gundy like, doesn't follow that yeah, rule. Yeah, Lane Kiffin and Gundy are like, eh, there's <laughs> circumstances in there. Hold on. Depends Gundy, on what we're after that day. Is Gundy the only guy that could sit at his desk in a wrestling singlet and everyone would think that that's just okay. Oh, hey, didn't see you standing there. <laughs> what he said in the video. <laughs> like, okay. Aren't his legs up uh, on the uh, on his desk? Yeah, then the, the uh, shirtless <laughs> video that you're talking about. Dude, you know, you know in Gundy, you know that that had been planned for about eight months and he worked hard, worked out hard and ate right for eight months just so his body could be in perfect shape for that moment. Was that, that was the, planned. Was that the... Um, the basketball game whenever he did that? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was with Mason Rudolph. I think he made Mason Rudolph take his shirt off too. 
I'm trying to remember. He did a he did a video for Coach Stoops's retirement thing that they had up in the city, and I'm. I'm trying to remember if he had his shirt off for that video. I think he did. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I envision a video where it's like those commercials they do where you can tell that he's reading like a teleprompter across like, Coach Stoops, congratulations <laughs> so much on your success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, I can't remember what all he said. And I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but I feel like – you know, and this was like a big event. Everyone, I mean, it was a big time event, super nice. And then there's Gundy on like they had these huge screens in there, and I think he did like a quick That's video awesome. with his shirt off. It was pretty funny. Someone sent us a uh, picture of a tweet, I guess, or like a a comparison of Twitter profiles. Uh, USC football Twitter accounts, sixty six thousand followers. Uh, OU softball accounts, 154,000 followers. Right. So I think just about everyone has more Twitter followers than USC football does nowadays. How many Twitter followers does the Diamond Envy podcast have so far? Uh, Diamond Envy podcast does not have a Twitter page just yet, but if you'd like to create one, absolutely. (laughs) Do you really want me to create it? If you're going to throw out shots like you did earlier today, yes, please. Uh You can yeah. throw it out to the Arizona and UCLA, like, whoa, UCLA talking big. Remember when they got their A whooped at OKC last year? It's true. Mm. Everyone remembers that. Yeah, I, here's the thing, and, I, and, I've, and I've seen in my mentions a few people saying, uh, I bet you feel real good going after a 19-year-old kid. This is no longer a 19-year-old kid. Someone said that to you? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go in there and like that tweet. I'm going to go find it. I Um, love that response. You know, this is not – you're not a kid. When you sign a multi-million dollar contract, you've entered the danger zone. All right? Now there's expectations. Now there's – you're a professional football player. You know, the university – Southern Cal may not call you that, which I guess they're getting – sued by a labor organization out there right now, so they may be calling him a professional soon. But Just pay him back in season tickets. you got plenty of them. That's what I'd do. <laughs> well, can't pay you, but we can give you trade. Season tickets. Season tickets, and you can go to the next year's NASCAR event, too. <laughs> tickets good for that one. Oh, man. Uh, podcast on the Prairie, by the way. Jeremiah Hall and Braden Willis uh, was listening to that earlier today, and uh, they brought up Muleshoe's comment. From oh, yesterday, really? <laughs> we didn't take players from OU. We took them for the transfer portal. And uh, here's what the guys had to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say that he knows because man, they got a lot of players from the transfer portal. A lot, yeah. like they got the Oregon running back, and like you know, what I'm saying. So I'm assuming that he knows that. He kind of, you know what I'm saying, he kind of, he's getting away with, you know what I'm saying, some stuff that if the transfer portal was any other type of way or how it was back in the day, he wouldn't have got away with. So I'm assuming that he knows that, you know what I'm saying, what he did was not necessarily like, how do you say it, conventional, but he knows that eventually that's going to have to change. That's how I'm assuming he meant it, you know what I'm saying? 
because he's yeah. like, I got away with it, but they're not going to let this <laughs> keep on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not going to let the people start getting away with this for too much longer. So that's how I took it. But also it's like, uh, this thing, it don't really make sense. Like two plus two is not equaling four right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you <laughs> just got all these guys and, you know what I'm saying, you're saying this. Like you should be like at this point be happy about the transfer portal. So I don't know. Yeah, that's mostly Braden Willis who's currently still on the roster. What do you think? I thought that was Jeremiah Hall talking. Uh, no, that was that was that would have been Braden Willis, I believe. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's. I think that was Jeremiah Hall. Maybe it was. And but and the reason I know Jeremiah Hall is because I remember his attempted rendition of Dixieland Delight. Did you hear that? Yeah, I got about two seconds in, and normally I'm all about people embarrassing themselves. I yeah. just that that was a tough one for me. It was a rare one. I'm the same way. Usually, I start blushing and have to like throw my phone. But I made it through the first one, kind of shook my head, and then I had this overwhelming urge to go back and listen again, and I got sucked into the vortex, and I heard it like a thousand times. But I was hoping that he was going to say, and it sounded like because of some some of the... That was Braden is what everyone said on the oh, text was? line. Okay. Yeah, so nice job. Um, nailed it by me. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like... He was maybe trying to find a way of dancing around saying that he knows he was contacting guys. Now, that's trying to reach by me, but you know what? Does that like, make like sense? The to- yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the tone was definitely like, yeah, I'm okay, saying, dude. but I'm not right, saying, yeah. right? Like, we could, regardless of what they actually said, what Braden Willis actually said or not, like, the tone and the laughter was like, they think it's, they, they think he's full of crap like the rest of us do. Uh, I think what we're saying here is Tyler's willing to pay big money for uh, evidence directly linking Lincoln Riley to recruiting violations for the transfer portal, right? Isn't that what you're saying? Um, actually, no. Because can we go fund that? No, I, I'm actually not. I want them to go five and seven next year all by themselves and not have the excuse of oh well, you know, restrictions or anything. Well, like we that. got hammered on something that everyone else. Was yeah, like to. as cool as it would be that they get in trouble for something. Like I don't want there to be any excuses when they go out there and suck. I want them to suck all by themselves without anyone else's help. Because I believe yeah. without anyone else's help, they'll, they'll still go out there and suck. They I, did, that's what I want. They did. You know, the, the Reggie Bush situation helped create the decade of suck for USC football. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a Lincoln-Riley issue that continues a new decade of suck. But who knows? Apparently, it sounds like a beats by Dre Dill is going to be the answer to USC football problems. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, he left uh, OU to go to USC because it's the Mecca, and he just realized the opportunity that was at stake. After he gets fired after four years, the narrative will be, well, I mean, I started my career in Lubbock, and, and honestly, SC was just a stepping stone job until I could get back to Texas Tech. Right. Isn't this all just uh, – I, I feel like this is all just going to end up uh, being back at Texas Tech, man. <laughs> Full circle. The, the gang can all get back together in Lubbock. It's going to be a happy ending after all. How about that? Well. Sean, Sean says, question for you and Ted on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Serious question. I get shtick, but what does Cowherd get out of the shots at the state of Oklahoma? How does that move the needle for his show? You know, I thought the same thing. It's interesting. The herd has... 1.5 million followers. Because I, as soon as I saw that, I saw that I, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, 
I know he has fun with it. He always has. You know, he he got his start as he was uh, like a sports anchor, right, yeah. it, for a t- TV show in Seattle. So the Thunder left, and I think he was salty about that. And he's always had this thing at picking at the Thunder or picking at OU football, uh, picking at Baker Mayfield. He's always found a way to pick at us, and I think it's because he gets a big reaction whenever he does it. Another thing is what I always say. We're always in the middle of of what's going on nationally, so I think that's part of it. But whenever you look at, for a person that has 1.5 million followers, he gets almost zero social media interaction. I know, it's weird. Here's one where he's got 45 likes. This one's got 43 likes, but whenever he fires something at Oklahoma, he gets a lot of interaction. It's weird. So I don't know if he's got one of those accounts that's got a bunch of fake followers or if it's just one where everyone kind of follows it but doesn't interact yeah, with anything Yeah, I mean, our Twitter page on the ref has, what, uh, a little over, like 12.7 thousand or, you know, almost 13,000 followers. Put out a question yesterday about which Oklahoma high school can claim the best collection of OU players, which is designed to get interaction, and mm-hmm. we probably got around a thousand comments. You know, if we put out anything, it's getting a ton of likes and retweets and responses. So obviously, wh- all that to say, we do social media better than that clown out there. I love how you framed our followers as twelve point seven thousand. Well, that's what it says. <laughs> that's what it says on the. Uh, on this uh, profile there. Yeah, I know. But it's a good way to make something sound way bigger, isn't it? It's true, man. I make I make $12,700 a year. It's awesome. Well, no. hey, being five foot nine and a half, I'm all about. I, I know. Finding what, a way to. Finding a way, man. It's it's a big deal. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Other than I think he personally gets a kick out of it. I don't think it's any fuel for his ratings or his show or anything. I honestly think it is a a pastime of his to to troll OU fans and Oklahoma sports in he, general. He's just doing what everyone else which is, is okay. He, I mean, it's it's good. He's doing what everyone's doing right now nationally, which is trolling OU, taking the opposite side of OU right now because they know it's going to get a lot of social media reaction, which is fine. Um, you can play the game. That's cool. That is a really good way to get a lot of notice and get a lot of clicks and all that. Just don't be all upset when you get what you want and OU fan fires back at you. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people right now that are coming after OU to get the attention. They get it, and then they act all offended after they get what they want, which doesn't add up to me. Right. It's funny because the cowherds who's, you know, just – I'm trying to think of a radio safe way of saying that he he's all over USC, right? He tweets that out with 1.5 million followers, which you think would get a big reaction out of USC fans. It it's got really nothing. It's got like 950 likes, and pretty much everyone that's tweeted something back at it from Oklahoma has like. Twice that type of interaction. The USC fans are scared, man. First off, first <laughs> off, there's not a whole lot of them. I don't even think that they want to like the comment now. They're so scared of OU fans, it's like, oh god, if I even like it, they're gonna come at me in droves. The battle has been the battle's been won, man. It took place about a month ago, but USC fans, 
There is a white flag of surrender. They they know that this is a battle they cannot win. It's over. You remember on The Simpsons whenever uh, anytime someone was at Mr. Burns' house and they'd say something to him he that he didn't like, he'd say, release the hounds? Yeah. It's basically what OU Twitter is right now. As soon as someone out there says something you don't like, there's the release the hounds button. <laughs> All over. It's a Twitter army unlike we've ever seen before, man. It's good. Oh, my gosh. It's good. And I've talked to several people, which, by the way, last night I went to the Jim Thorpe Award Banquet. Uh, was awesome. Put on a great show. Uh, Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati won the award. Just a, a really, really good young man. And it was a great atmosphere. A really good event. And um, I had a lot of people talking about Number one, a lot of people love the show, listen every day. We appreciate you guys for that, uh, which is amazing considering we've got, what, 32 listeners out there. Mm, yeah, I think we're still at 32. Some would say we're still at 31, but <laughs> I'd say we're at 32. Um, but the other thing is tons of people told me that they have, within the last last season, the Lincoln-Riley saga, whatever, I. They are back engaged and following along with everything, Good. and they haven't in years. Good. So I think that's that's exciting for us. This has generated a lot of good, positive momentum for our football program. A reset always does. Now, there's no doubt we got to go out and take care of business to keep that going, but the uh, the energy's good right now. I love that. All right, let's hurry up and give the Jim Thorpe Award to the Cincinnati kids so we can get back to talking OU football <laughs> instead. <laughs> That's a good sign. It is. It's a very good sign. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. Check out your local dealers for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. Chapel supplies you. Family owned for over 40 years, Chapel Supply is proud to serve as one of the largest industrial cleaning equipment suppliers in the U.S. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers, industrial hoses, tanks, and chemicals on the market. The certified parts and service team is dedicated to meeting the needs of every customer nationwide. Let Chapel supply you with the products, service, and support your home or business needs. Chapel supplies you. Energy Savings Agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions Energy Savings Agreement. Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com. When you have suffered a major loss, your head might be spinning. So many things can run through your mind. Is my family safe? 
How am I going to rebuild? Which restoration company will I be working with? After you've determined your family is safe, you should call Brown O'Haver. They will help you with the major questions you'll be facing. They will educate you on insurance claims, how to rebuild, and determine what is salvageable before someone else tells you or bills you for your own property. 405-735-5510 is the number you need to call after you've suffered a loss. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Valentine's Day is all about love, and we have gifts worthy of the day. Modern heart pendants and tiny heart earrings are sentimental pieces she will adore. Check out our Facebook or Instagram for ideas, or look around our website. Give us a call, and we can have it wrapped up and ready for you. We make the gift-giving easy. If you're looking to outdo Cupid, our Antwerp Diamond Supplier is here February 10th through Valentine's Day. The selection and prices are oh so sweet. Mitchell's Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. The Sooner Theater invites you to join them once again for their annual Musical Murder Mystery Fundraiser Dinner Show in the heart of downtown Norman. The show runs nightly on February 10th, 11th, and 12th. See if you can solve the crime in this brand new show, Sooner Theater Murderthon, Give Till It Hurts. Set in Las Vegas, 1965, with a soundtrack of classic Rat Pack music benefiting the programs and productions of the Sooner Theater. To reserve your table or tickets, visit SoonerTheater.com or call 405-321-9600. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. I'm Josh Edge, Market President of Armstrong Bank in Norman. I'm excited to share that Armstrong Bank is updating our look to better reflect who we are. We've changed our logo, but the people and values behind our bank are still rock solid. We're still committed to serving our customers, investing in the community, and helping each other along the way. When you bank here, you're part of the Armstrong Bank family. That will never change. Look for our new logo around town. We're eager to share it with you. Citra, Oklahoma, Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Wednesday. We're inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. A little bit of a conflict on the Air Comfort Solutions text line in terms of how many listeners we actually have. Yeah. Uh, Some say we have 32. Some say we have 33. Others say we have 69. So we're (laughs) somewhere in that 33 to 69 range. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I think we have (laughs) 69.69,000. It's pretty good looking number right there. The arrogance of TBOW was at an all-time high when he said that they, USC, had to make sure Caleb Williams was a good fit for their program. (laughs) Incredible soft arrogance. I didn't hear that either, but that's amazing. Uh, He's been there... You know, 37 minutes. How could he know what a good fit for anything is? That's true. Yesterday you were trying to remember former Sooners from Ada. One of the best was Bob Warmack, who quarterbacked them from 1966 to 1968. Well, I don't think he won a championship, so he's garbage. It's true. Just joking. Hey, we couldn't list every (laughs) – I had one graphic to put all the names in, and everyone was like, well, gosh dang, you forgot about this name from Midwest City. 
Well, the point was is that everyone kind of puts in some names that were not on the list. That was that was the initial point. Well, I think it was that was part of the initial point. The other part was it was a lazy post by you. You it didn't do much lazy post. research. I actually did. I've never spent more time on a post <laughs> than that one. And I put it out and was like, this is going to get eight likes, no retweets, and two comments. I just know it. All you really had to do is say, what high school has the best? Oh, I know. OU but I want to make it look all cool with this graphic and everything. Whatever. Wow. Hey, Teddy, forgot to point out Caleb Williams' 8 of 18 for 87-yard performance against Iowa State when he murdered Cowherd. Well, I only had so many um, so many characters to get in there. I had to have some way of putting the Kansas game in there because I love going back to that one. Um, Heisman moment against Kansas. But, yeah, I, I mentioned that he got benched against Baylor. Philip from McAllister says, Colin Cowherd sucks. I would rather listen to that other radio show than him. And this is in all caps, by the way, so he really means it. But the rush is the best on air. Well, he's right about that. I will disagree, though. I I typically I disagree with almost everything that he says. Eh, not, I, I find the herd to be interesting. I can listen to him. I think he at least puts some time and effort into what he's doing. A lot of times, some of the things he says make no sense, but I still find him entertaining. And I'm even entertained by the fact that he loves to troll OU fans because, uh, like it or not, he's a national figure with a big-time national show, and even if he's trying to troll OU, I think it's still good for us and our program and and what we've got going on here. I actually like the guy. Don't agree with a whole lot of what he says, but I, I think I think it's his show is in, engaging. It used to be better, but I do think it's engaging. Yeah. Uh, listener number 69 is checking in. Keep up the good work <laughs> for us wearers of the Sooner Boxer shorts. You, uh, you got it. You Love got it. it. Uh, Chip Viney is off to San Jose State as a corners coach. I don't know if you saw that today, I but did good for see him. That. Hopefully, he goes out there and succeeds. Yep, he's done a good job around just here. Can never, uh, he did do a good job here. Could just never break through as a, a full time assistant. It's tough, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know. You feel bad whenever a guy puts in a ton of work at a university, and all we ever heard was. Tons of positive things. Good that he's killing it and recruiting and everything that he does. And you want that to pay off with a position coaching job, which is what everyone ultimately is gunning for. I, well, I guess not everyone, but the big percentage. I, I don't know how many guys are going to end up on Venable's staff, but there's only going to be, what is it, 14 position coaches, I think, something like that. And that's ultimately what everyone on the rest of the staff is – for the most part, those guys are gunning for those roles, and yeah. you hope they eventually break through. But now he's got his shot. He can go continue to do his good things and, and start climbing the ladder. Um, random, I know, but we've brought it up every single day this week because I'm just waiting on it to happen. Um, Auburn, what are you what are you waiting on? Side note, by the way, on Auburn, dude, when it burns down in the SEC – it burns down to, like, the frame out there. Oh, my gosh. It's not just a light little dumpster fire or anything like that. Like, the whole thing burns down when it happens. 
Which, speaking of, were you watching Auburn last night on local television, uh, burning in Midtown? Or I guess that's not Midtown. That's up by 63rd, right? The apartment yeah, complex? Yeah, that's in like the Nichols Hills area. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was still it was burning. still burning this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Which everyone was okay from that, right? It was vacant, empty. Uh, no one was yeah, in it, there. Had, it hadn't like opened yet, I don't, I don't think. Right. It was uh, what, like an apartment complex, yeah. I think. Ugh. 300 unit apartment complex. Oh, man. <laughs> Buddy. You weren't in on that deal, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I would have I would have known by now if you were in on that deal. I this is you know, my wife is a insurance agent and any anytime, anytime she sees something like that, the first thing she says is I hope they had the right insurance. Uh mm-hmm. if they did, they'll get a nice little payday and be made whole. If not, ooh, crash and burn. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Auburn. I don't either. What's are they? Are, they must still be uh, researching how they can fire Harson with cause. Which I feel like this is going to be the same thing. Whenever they were trying to blackmail Scott Frost up at Nebraska, rumor is Brian Harson had a special teams coach that was holding a pad in practice one time and wasn't supposed to. You remember that? They had like a special teams analyst that was part of a drill one time, and they were trying to get him fired for oh, yeah. that. Yeah, uh, guys working out off campus trying to get him fired for that. They're actively seeking a way to fire Brian Harson without having to pay him his eighteen million. Uh, they can give me fifty dollars, and I'll do it. I'll just say, "Hey, Brian, give me your phone," and I'll <laughs> scroll through his DMs, and I'll find enough reason for him to get fired. So all I got to do is check the dude's DMs. Well, with what's reportedly going on over there? Here's the thing. Um, there's, I'm guessing that, uh, a coach would have a, I've never heard of anyone really doing this. I'm just kind of thinking off cuff here, have a university phone, a personal phone and a throwaway phone, right? So you may not be able to find anything on the university phone that he's got. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one. Thanks for getting me away from the animal. Don't miss the rude host with stubborn opinions. You guys rock all day long. Three exclamation marks. What is the animal? I don't know. I never heard of him. Well, I'm glad you're away from it, too. Sounds like a bad something bad was going on there with uh, with an animal. So we're glad you're listening. Love it. Now we got 70 listeners according to the text line. So I don't know, man. Maybe we need to do an official counter at some point, like a check-in sheet or something. Check-in sheet. I We've doubled our listeners since we had the uh, Listener 32 shirt, maybe faster than any station in history. It's been pretty crazy. Triple We're digits. We're on a upward mobility. Not bad for a local AM radio station that got Caleb Williams one time. Hey, this has been great. This has been booming business with Lincoln Riley bailing, Venables coming in. Triple digit listenership coming in in soon. I uh, I feel yeah, it's going to be a little bit different though. Not talking about a playoff game where you get beat by thirty five points. So that is going to be an adjustment for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about it. It may not be us, we'll, but we'll be talking about it when it happens. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next.
2515 Missiles Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. They know how big every game is, but they also know how opportunistic they can be. I think the average net is 30 or 31. Conference, the second rated conference, the average net is like 61. That's like a crazy difference. Like, I mean, I think I'm right on that. I heard that stat. But opportunity, opportunity. I mean, that this is, you know, we've got some great, some of the best teams in the country on our schedule almost every night. And their opportunity to get better. And they're not, none of them are easy. None of them are easy. We got to play well. You got to play well to beat them. But our mindset is opportunity, play better, chase getting better. And that that's our mentality. Porter Moser talking about tonight's game, the opportunity that's there for his team. There is an opportunity. Number nine, Texas Tech comes to town. It would be definitely OU's best win to date. What's the crowd going to look like on a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock with the top 10 team coming to town? What's capacity? 11? Uh, sure. I, what, why does that matter? I think they'll – well, I'm just trying to – I think they'll be – I think there's going to be 5.4 thousand people there. I like that. <laughs> Struggling with the math here. <laughs> so about a little less than half full. A little I mean, less than half full. 5.4. is not a very good crowd tonight. You're saying that OU fans will not show up for this basketball game. Wow. Well, Calling out the fans. I'm not calling out the fans. I'm just listening. saying it how it is. We've got a team on a losing streak. We've got um, what's on tonight? Celebrity Big Brother. There's the a, Winter Olympics that nobody's watching. Winter right Olympics now. are on. There's a lot of things to competing out there, and I Tech doesn't just even though it's a good basketball program, it doesn't drag people out of the woodwork. Say like a KU or a yeah. Baylor. Unfortunately. I have to say that you're probably right on with your 5.7 or whatever you said. 5.7 thousand? I feel like most most fans are really upset with the basketball program right now. They do need to win a game like this to get back in the good graces of the fan base. They need one. They need one. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next. Wake up every morning with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. It's the T-Row 